Let's go to the mall. Cause things are here yeah, at the mall. I'm a person also at the mall. Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. And welcome to our re-recording <laughs> of The Journey of Natty Gan. If I were allowed to drink right now, I would be having the biggest bottle of wine yeah, and but, just sucking from the bottle itself. But the court will take our kids away oh, if you drink God. anymore. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, people's court uh is that what it is <laughs> we the ended people, up on a very the people's court <laughs> don't you uh, we had a very brief and horrible uh reality show early appearance it doesn't matter don't don't uh, don't, don't even wow yeah welcome to our fourth recording <laughs> no so anyway uh this week is uh one of those special every fifth episode ones where we either do one we've both seen or uh one that neither of us have seen and this time it's one we have both seen it is The Journey of Natty Gan, a live-action Disney movie from uh, the middle 80s. Uh, middle 80s? I think it's from 85, but I honestly forgot to look. And I forgot to look last time, and I said, oh, I should have looked. And, you know, now we're recording this, whole, like, much later than that, and I still haven't looked. But, eh. Anyway, what happened was uh, we... We now know why it took John Walter nine years to finish college, y'all. Well, I, I was drunk for most of them. <laughs> That's why. And, and you didn't look up the year that Natty Gan was came well, out. Well, I, I did major in Natty Gan studies, so I do feel that that <laughs> might have might have been a foolish decision. It's on kind my of part. A, an unwise move. Oh my God! And I, but my thesis on Lainey Kazan uh, was oh, uh, pretty brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Anyway, uh, wow, we have gone off the rails already. You might as well. It was so much more focused the first time we did it. But about apparently we went to go re-listen to it. And about like maybe five minutes into the podcast, like we got mad static. I mean, it was it, it was it, sounded, it, was, it was unlistenable. It, was unlistenable. It, it, it wasn't even like oh, it's a little bad, but we can maybe you could like. Nope. It, I wouldn't put you guys through that. It really sounded like we were like broadcasting from like the other end of space. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, the journey of Natty Gan from the mid '80s, uh, probably '85, from Disney, starring Meredith Salinger, John Cusack, Ray Wise playing an oddly not evil dad, uh, or or imposing dad at all, Lainey Kazan, uh, the late great Statman Crothers, and the also probably late and also great Jed the Wolf Dog. Oh, Jed the Wolf Dog. Uh, written by Gene Rosenberg, uh, probably uh, based off of some beloved children's book I've never read whose fans despise this movie for not being faithful because that's usually what happens with Disney stuff. And uh, it's directed by Jeremy Kagan. Um, and uh, we're going to do right now, uh, as this, uh, you know, show gradually dissolves into me losing track already <laughs> we're gonna I, I do our, he's going, our relatively new feature although it's kind of the same as our old feature just oh, renamed yeah. is the elevator pitch for this movie that's in an attempt to keep us for our our quick recap of the movie ended up lasting almost as long as the uh movie itself so now we're gonna go into the elevator pitch for the movie which shall be no more than 20 or 30 seconds you're in an elevator with an executive you've got to sell this movie this is the elevator pitch for Natty Gan, and I believe I did it last time, so I'll do it again since you don't... He's very good at introducing himself and then going into things, so why don't you do that, sweetheart? Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, John Walter presents... <laughs> okay, I've hopped on the elevator. Here comes Ellie, high-strung corporate executive movie type. Uh, her hair's probably in a bun because it's the 80s. She's got glasses, so you don't know she's actually secretly hot, and I am going to tell her my pitch. Okay, here's the idea. 
Annie, huge success, right? Big, big, big success. What I'm, what I'm proposing here, it's like Little Orphan Annie, only if it was written by Clifford Odets and about labor unrest, and it has a wolf that bites the hell out of people. Marry me. Uh, we we already did. That was the that was the point of the podcast. Anyway, yeah, we're in. Anyway. We're we're in like Flynn. And uh, I guess now before we before we get really deep into the movie discussion, I I had this disclaimer last time, and I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do everything again, except for the Spider Wolf song. You all missed on the legendary Spider Wolf song. You'll you know never it'll hear it come again. back out. No, I'm not doing it. I I want it to be part of the lost legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not gonna do it. No Spider Wolf. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do a different Spider Wolf song. So, what was your thing you were gonna say? He's well, already, I, he's already off. He's already off kilter now. And off key. Off key. <laughs> oh. So, um, oh uh, for the longest, I saw this movie once, whenever I was a kid. At, at, I think my aunt's house, uh, and I had misremembered it entirely. My, Ali bought the DVD a long time ago, and you know, before we, I think we even agreed to do the podcast, and we just never bothered to sit and watch it. And I was like, oh, I remember liking that movie as a kid, and I kind of forgot what it was about. I thought I didn't realize. You know, like it was, you know, a girl trying to find her father and whatever. I, I, I kind of like was confusing it, I think, with The Adventures of Nellie Bly, which was like a TV movie about a, a reporter who traveled, a girl, report, girl reporter, a woman reporter who traveled around the world in, in like 72 days beating the Jules Verne book. And she did all sorts of other great things. She was a muckraker. Uh, but so I thought this movie was like about like a girl reporter traveling the country with a hobo friend and a wolf, I guess fighting crime. I'm, I don't know, like a Scooby-Doo meets, uh, Clark Kent. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't really know. Yeah. So I, I kind of had no. And when he mentioned this the last time and the time before that and the time before that, I, I kept thinking to myself, I should really look up this TV movie, Nellie Bly. The blah, Adventures blah, blah. of Nellie Bly. Yeah, whatever. I think he's, I think it might be a fever dream. Now I haven't actually confirmed this. So if somebody Check would like to Wikipedia write it, somebody would like to. Somebody would like to write in and call in while we still have this podcast going. That'd be great. Yeah, if you could call in before we finish recording this, otherwise we won't be able to take your call. Right, uh, but you can always write in at uh, you know on our on our Gmail account. Uh, You know what? If you're if you're the website Wikipedia, or for that matter, any website that has Nellie Bly mentioning it, you know, you could call Allie up and say, "No, John's not making this up." Um, Anyway. so we, we watched this, and I, you know, I forgot to mention last time, we also kind of got screwed on the DVD purchase. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, it was one of those, hey, it's a cheap version of an old kids movie we loved. Ah, it's friggin' full screen. Who still does full screen? Oh. Disney. Disney. So anyway, uh, so this, pl- this, uh, this play. <laughs> this, this play. All right. The scene opens in this play. <laughs> so it takes place in <laughs> on a bare stage <laughs> in Chicago, nineteen thirty-five. Starts with a still picture of Chicago. It really does. It's kind of beautiful, and and uh, you you find out very quickly that uh, Natty is the daughter of Saul Saul Gan, who is a rabble rouser, and he is fighting. That's S O L Saul. They want to make make sure you know it's like it's like Sauly, not 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 Saul like the the first king of Israel. Right. Th- these things are really important. Well, I don't want anyone thinking you. it's like Saul Goodman. Right. It's really important you guys know this. It's Saul, S-O-L, like Saul, Solly. Like Solly. Like Solly. I'm going to continue. So uh, he's a rabble rouser. It's obviously, I, I, I mean, you, you kind of come to believe that it's a, re- it's a la- labor it's a group of, of guys yeah, it's like waiting to for lefty yeah, it's a waiting for lefty moment and and the kids that are there it's a bunch of it's all boys except for natty and she's a tomboy she's dressed as a tomboy whatever and they go into the boys bathroom to chat which is just so random and well, smoke yeah i mean it's really smoke. random yeah because boys don't talk in the bathroom 
Wait, but in this movie they do. Yeah. So they're talking, and, and then one and, of them, and, again, like, and you're seeing kids smoking, which is like, which is bizarre. Like, like that's itself. like if you want to talk dated stuff, you know, like we're excited to see Pepsi free or something, you know, or on the shelf on the shelf in a store or something. If you want to talk dated, seeing a movie where kids are smoking and it's not a judgment call made on them at all. That's the most dated thing about this, I think, at all. And then, and then, uh, you know, one of them accuses um, Natty's father uh, of being uh, a red. Being a red. Because yeah. he's the one that's up there really giving the big heartfelt speech. Yeah. He is the lefty. Yeah, he's Well, no, the... they're not, he's not lefty. He's, uh, he's Joe. Yeah. He's I... Joe and waiting for lefty. Anyway, so. Um, not lefty and waiting for Joe. She, she doesn't quite know what it means, but she still, you know, starts fighting with him anyway. And he punches the crap out of her. I mean, I gotta yeah. say, smoking and punching a girl all in one little uh, fell yeah, swoop. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's like Charles Bukowski just yeah. right around the screen. So, you know, she goes home. And, they, and the one scene that we see between uh, Natty and her father happen, you know, until the very end of the movie, yeah. spoilers, um, is, is happens at this moment. And they probably exchange... Yeah, a handful of lines. M- maybe eight to ten lines. Something like that. And the whole thing is very touching and sweet and Ray Wise does a phenomenal job yeah. as dad dad. And, yeah, and it's it's so weird to see him being so friendly and loving and like I just I'm so used to cold distant you know manipulative evil like captain of industry Ray Wise because that's usually the kind of character he plays. You know he's usually if he's a dad he's usually he's a wealthy dad who's just you know like the only other like dad I can think of uh, you know where he's that sensitive is really you know Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, yeah. although, you know, and maybe later he might have gotten a little weird and less like that. You well, know? you know. Like the first few episodes of Twin Peaks. But anyway, you know? so um, so she's, uh, you know, they're having this very sweet moment and he's, you know, basically they're talking about the fact that her mom died when she was younger. And as and, and she says, Dad, are, are you a red? And the movie, the movie oh, goes yeah, out yeah. of its way to really stress, no, I'm not a red because this is Reagan's America. Where'd you hear that? You know, right. the, you know it's, it, it may be set in 1935, you know, but this is 1985 or, or possibly, I don't really know, I didn't check. So he's got to, you know, he's got to be very clear that he's not a red. He's not no socialist. He's just a good old, you know. He just wants to find work and he just yeah, doesn't he's, believe he's that just anybody's. just a Democrat. People you know? ain't being treated right, you know. Yeah, they, that, that, I don't know why I just fell into that. Especially since there's no one Southern I, I literally know, I in don't the know entire why movie. So then you, you know, the next day you find, he goes to stand and get work because that's what they do. They just stand around and hope that somebody comes right, out and, and says in, that they need work. He's in like a big crowd of people yeah. and I... And, I, you know, as, as I mentioned, as I mentioned before, and it's going to seem redundant, Allie, because we've had this discussion. It's Feels just, it. it's like a space cadet, Ugh. space cadet. I don't know, space, Twilight Zone kind of thing. Zone. Where, like we're reliving our Groundhog, it's groundhog Day. Maybe. Day. It's our Groundhog yeah, we're, Day. We're going to relive this until we get it right and we finally nail oh, Andy. God, I hope that McDowell. McDowell. What the hell am I? T- we're going to punch Ned Ryerson soon. That sounds um, good. Oh no, I love I love Tobolowski. Ned the head. <laughs> I love Tobolowski. Anyway, sorry if if Stephen Tobolowski is actually listening to our why podcast, why would he be doing that? Shh. If it's Steve, you're amazing. I just want you to know that. Good podcast too, if you Tobolowski. Oh my god, yeah, such a good podcast. It's a great podcast. You're Even amazing. If you're not an actor. I'm, if you I'm are kind an actor. of a huge. I'm kind of a huge well, nerd. Stop kissing his okay, butt. He's sorry, not listening. Continue. And if he is, well, he might know, have been we, in this movie. You know, what's that in Chicago? <laughs> he's, you, he's not from Chicago. Yeah. Folks, we're not going to pause this so that, uh, <laughs> so that we can come back and Allie can admit she's heart, wrong. In my you heart. He's from Texas because he no, was friends with Stevie Ray Vaughan. No, Remember that story? in my heart, he is from Chicago. No, he's a, he, was, he was childhood friends with Stevie Ray Vaughan. He's from no, Texas. He's from come Chicago. on. My no, heart he's not. Says no, so. he's not. You're th- no, in you're, my heart, you're thinking. He's from Chicago. No. And we all believe in Tobolowski. You're thinking of Jeremy Piven. No, I am not. <laughs> I know. No one's ever thinking oh of Jeremy God. Piven. Oh, my God. What is right? Sorry, Jeremy Piven, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Mercury poisoning? No. Anyway, so, you know, about the fish. 
Yeah, no, no. I, I, I don't know anything about Jeremy Piven other than I don't need to watch any of his shows except Cupid, which I enjoyed. Uh, I bet that I got was a good show. That was uh, a really bummer when it got. That was a big bummer. I was like that. Canceled. Like, but yeah, other than that, he's he's, he's freaking awful. Uh, anyway, so I was gonna say though, like the faces. He was probably in this movie. Too. You know, because Ali's trying to avoid me actually having this conversation. She's already heard before. But I was gonna say like this movie does a good job casting wise. That you would also. You, this yes. is another relic of like the past. You're not gonna see now. You said a movie in the 30s now, everyone's going to still look like they're off they're a, a, a CW and, TV show. Yeah. You know, they're all, they would all be, but like this is, this is a movie full of like a lot of ugly droopy faces. Like it's very, it looks like a photo of like a bread line in yeah, the 30s. You again. see that you see them on HD and you're going, yeah, it's, you're ugly. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're just you're just not that you're a character yeah, they're, actor. They're, yeah, they're yeah they're 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 like you know they're they're just a lot of like Adam's apples and big jug ears and you know like it's just they look like just blah faces that you'd see like in a like in those photos except for as I mentioned last time one of the and this is a problem movies and shows still have to this day you know like again like I, I mentioned I think the example was uh the uh, you got this the Marvel show that I had the name of last time the. Agent Carter. Agent Carter, thank you. Oh my god. But like Agent Carter has the same problem even to this day is it's very whitewashed. There's only one really black character in the whole movie. Scamman Crothers. Scamman. Who also played the only black Transformer and Hong Kong Fooey. Oh my god, I love Scatman Crothers. (laughs) The black Transformer. You know, so freaking awesome. Oh, I do too. I love Scatman Crothers. I do. Fabulous. Hong Kong Fooey was like my favorite Hanna Barbera cartoon that I never saw much as a child. But every time I saw it, I was excited that it was on. Boy, that was also really probably pretty offensive. Hong Kong Fooey. Holy crap. Well, anyway. They also, didn't they have the Go-Go Gophers one, too? Yeah, yeah, there was Go-Go Gophers. Yeah. Um, a offensive, too. A lot of them are offensive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, uh-huh. uh, so, yeah. so now. Seamus McGee drinking. So the, so the big thing that, <laughs> that happens here is that you start to, you, you learn that uh, Natty goes and helps Scatman Crothers uh, win a sale by pretending like she doesn't know him and she's like interested in buying something. And, and she's you like, know, shill. Yeah, it's really, it's cute. And, um, <laughs> it's, ador- it's, it's adorable it's, child con Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's she adorable. does a good job. And then she watches a Disney movie because it's like there's a there's a bunch of product placement she brings a, She brings him a dog. She finds a puppy and she yeah. makes him watch him while she, uh, you know, because she's And he's like, I can't him. take care of another dog. And she's like, no, we're friends. And you know he's going to have to take care of another dog because he's that kind of guy because he he's i mean I, I as i said last time he's not quite a magic negro character but he's close like he's almost he's like one he's like one piece of wise advice away from suddenly becoming bagger vance like yeah. it's you know but but yeah he's still scatman crothers and we love him he is and uh so so anyway joe 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 Joe? Joe? Who's Joe? So Saul is oh, standing. Oh, Saul, yeah, you see, you got me all waiting so for Lefty Stahl, down. Saul is standing outside with, you know, you got to be like almost 100 guys standing out there, maybe 50 to 100 guys yeah. standing out there waiting for work. And what happens is the guy opens the door, and I'm, anybody knows about the depression and the kind of work stuff that went on, is they'd walk out, they'd call out, or they'd like point to a couple of guys and bring them in. Well, it's, to, it's not too much different than now whenever people drive like to a truck up to like migrant workers, they're like, I need three. Yeah, yeah, it's literally know? the same thing. It, so they, they, they go out and, and uh, they're, and the, they're his calling. Job Agent guy. Yeah, they, like, they're calling out for the names. They're pointing them out, and he's not one of them picked right away. And then he goes, "Oh, and you." And so he comes in. And he's thinking, "I'm going to get work." But and we've he made, does he does he get does work, get work. But, but we've made the decision that we know the reason. Well, I think it's I think it's in the subtext. It I wouldn't is. have noticed it as a kid, but no. I think the subtext is because he's such a rabble rouser. Right. They're giving him work to get rid of him. So they're sending him on a job that is you know they start they're in Chicago. This job is in the Pacific Northwest near Seattle. And it's logging. It's a logging job. So I mean, he doesn't care what it is, but and he, they're and they're telling him, you know, all right, they're, you, but the, the the stipulation of this job is going to pay great comparatively. You know, it's going to be steady work, but the stipulation is you have to leave today at six o'clock. We have a bus ticket, 
you know, for, for, for you to go. And he's like, well, I got to go get my daughter, you know, and like, and he's like, no, we have one bus ticket. So he has to make the choice to go immediately as soon as possible. You know, he, ha- he has to- until six o'clock to get on that bus, you know, or no or no go. So he has to make this tough decision, you know, for his, you know, for his life to go to to leave his daughter. And right. he try he tries desperately to find her to let her know that he has to go and he gets his landlord landlady landlady landlady, that's your, that's hotel, lady. hotel owner i guess yeah, lady kazan lady kazan is like she's she's sort of like she's obviously got like a little bit of a, a little bit of some sexual attraction to him and definitely a drinking problem and she's definitely kind of a greedy not very nice person yes. i mean she's not a horrible she's person she's not a horrible person but, but she's, she's not, on the wrong side of right she's not some yeah she's not like a great human being yeah but he she's the best chance he's got at this point because so. i mean they've been living in this transient hotel for a while so yeah. she knows them and so he thinks you know if i ask her to just kind of right. keep an eye on and, her and, and, and meanwhile, the idea- meanwhile natty's already been sneaking a dog in past her and the whole know? idea is that he's going to go and he's going to send her money and a, uh, and a train ticket so that he, she can come and he out. can't find her because she's been running around the town and he never he never actually finds her and he ends up having to leave her a note leave her a note uh so uh you know so she just gets this you know she just ends up getting this note and meanwhile while you know you know so she ends up like finding out you know you're you know i'm going i'm gonna send and this is this is the most amazing thing about like you think about money in the depression is he's he's working until he can get like the nine dollars or whatever it it's takes it's actually technically seven it's seven dollars plus he's sending two more dollars to laney kazan for her troubles yeah and he's gonna send that money to her and so that she can get a cross-country bus ticket a train ticket pardon me for seven dollars and i was just and as I as I said, if we're thinking about like the comparative price of like tickets for things now, you know, it suddenly makes that two dollar rent on Mediterranean and Monopoly seem pretty good. And yeah. that Monopoly was nineteen thirty five. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think you know. Baltic. Well, but maybe Baltic was four dollars. Baltic is four. Yeah, you know, so Baltic is ba- like you know, if you're, if you're gonna spend money in Baltic, you might as well just get a train ticket and go across the country. I mean, it's like, really halfway way the hell away from yeah, Atlantic City. It's so ridiculous. You know. So, so, um, uh, so, so, so he, anyway, he, he, he leaves he, a, that letter and he leaves a locket a with locket her with, with a, a picture of him and him, her mother right. who has died in some way. In I don't think way. it never really explained no. how, but you know, she, obviously she's dead. And, um, and you know, and I, I, so basically Natty is being taken, not taken care of by Lanny Kazan because Lanny Kazan basically is just, she's keeping an eye out on her. In other words, she's just basically looking out of the window of her office whenever yeah. she walks by and being like, what are you doing? You, you know? don't leave it. You can't leave. It's too late. You yeah, know, all whatever. This kind of stuff, right? And she, so she's, she does a lot of sneaking out and roaming around the town. She's impatient to see her father and, you know, and, and but she ends up, she ends up involved in, uh, you know, some, some unrest. There's some sort of labor unrest or something going on being broken up by the cops. And, um, Basically, like again, more things that you like your your heroine of this movie is being shown doing now. Yeah, that her I don't friend think, is getting think, they're getting evicted. They're getting oh yeah, they're getting evicted. Yeah. And then like there's a whole crowd of people yeah. who's booing the cops and everything. And like it's very interesting because like like even in the '80s it seems almost strange for that, but now it's almost unheard of. Is your heroine, your main character, is shown throwing rocks at cops? She picks a lock with a knife. Like she's doing all sorts of amazingly not you know like. She's running around construction. Oh wait, no, that's Sesame that's, Street. Oh, that's <laughs> us. <laughs> Me as a child. Yeah. Uh, but um, and I like and again, go actually like I, that's the one thing I actually do like about this movie that again you wouldn't see nowadays too is they 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 make her up. They don't make her up. I mean, I guess they make her up to look like she's not wearing makeup because it's a movie. You probably have to have some sort of makeup on. But like, like you know, I feel like she's pretty nowadays, plain. nowadays they would. I mean, she's she's a pretty little girl, and yeah. I think she grew up in that. Like, if I I think I saw a picture of her nowadays, and she's an attractive woman, yeah. you know. But like, she's. Like they make her up to just be like she's boyish. Yeah. 
Like, and I don't feel like nowadays the movie would do that. I feel like they would have her, they they give her a bob haircut, but she'd definitely be, she'd definitely be cast as someone who's very feminine and they would definitely have makeup on her to make her, to accentuate her femininity. Like, I I think it's, make her looking boyish is actually pretty impressive by her nowadays thing. So, so she, um, the, the, the cop, so Lainey Kazan is like, I, I, you know, I don't have time to Oh yeah, she ends up getting arrested and Lainey Kazan has to bail her out. Bail her out. She's like, I don't have time to take care of a kid like this. This wasn't the deal and I'm still, you're still waiting on your dad to send your stuff. So she basically lock, you know, tells her to go to her room. She goes up to the room and And then she calls the cops. And and meanwhile, her room is of course, uh, like every room in this movie, it seems like has a picture of FDR are somewhere in it it's like it's like that's one of my only problems with the verisimilitude of this it's like that's how you tell us it's the 30s so, just pictures of fdr everywhere because i mean i i don't have like 17 pictures of obama in my house yeah well you know so so lena kazan decides that she can't deal with this anymore so she decides to call uh and and she says she she's gonna report an abandoned kid uh, basically like the long-standing kazan family tradition she turns, turns in, in turns in yep. uh, someone who is uh, you know to the authorities just like her dad did uh not that i think that yeah, yeah, he, he was a horrible person. Screw him. So, they, so <laughs> they um uh, uh she she has to she has to disappear. So she she, she runs away. She runs away. She, she leaves the leaves dog, the dog with Scatman. Well, oh, I think that's the last time you see him. It is, yeah. I think Adios the implication, Scatman. though, I think it's the the implication, though. But he's told her yeah. on an until on another, later in the movie, whenever he has the shining and realizes she's in trouble, tries to cross the country it. and is so, killed by a train. So she he tells her he tells her. That, um, you know, because she asks about riding the rails because she's thinking she's going to go check out and find her dad. And he says, no, you can't do that. You know, guys get their legs, you know, torn off because mm-hmm. they get stuck under the wheels. People and People get their throats slit yeah, for the, you know. Like, you can't do that. So, of course, she ignores this good advice because she absolutely well, has to see Which her is dad. good because otherwise. It, we, we would have no movie. The I movie know. would be about her, like, living on the streets of Chicago and hide, ev- evading the cops. Yeah, which so would be, like, you know, fine, but not, yeah, but not that, all that, that interesting. Kind of little orphan Annie. It would be. You know, Maybe that's when it, we take the we, we are divergent. Right. Yeah. So we uh, so she. Lenny Kazan becomes uh, Carol Burnett's character and Miss Hannigan. Miss Hannigan. I, I'm sorry. Are we gonna have? I'm sorry. Are, I was are a boy. You to, are you trying to throw this at me? Because I, I will know every answer to every right, question and, about and, Annie. Because I was a I little know. girl who grew up in the '80s. And then that made. Does that make? Does that make Cusack Rooster? No. No, he'd be he'd be Punjab. <laughs> so she jumps. Is she, the Asp in the movie? The Annie movie? I can't remember. The Asp is in the movies, not in the in the stage play. Oh, the Asp is in the movie. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't remember the Asp. I just remember Punjab. Punjab and the Asp. They were together. Yeah. I can't believe. Wow. They were like the bodyguards. Vaguely, vaguely racist. You know, to have those. Are, yeah. are you Are you kidding? Of course it was. Well, yeah. I mean, it's vaguely. All right, hilariously. Racist. I mean, Punjab. That's I mean, like, that's not Fisher Stevens racist. Well. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Fisher Stevens himself is racist. He may be. I don't know. Fisher Stevens, if you're listening in short to this, circuit. we appreciated you and the work that you did here in Chicago when we on, had no on, on no Lost. film stuff. I appreciated you on Lost. I appreciated you on Lost too, and but not, it, nothing else I've seen you in. Sorry. I, I, you I, were I, terrible in short circuit. What, I, I, yeah, that's right. I'm 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 starting beef with Fisher Stevens. Why? He's a nice we gotta, guy. We gotta have beef because of Fisher Stevens. Yeah, he's, he, he always played a really irritating, unfunny guy in the eighties. You know, that's beef. We gotta have beef. We're the we're an eighties podcast. He was irritating. I in met the him, 80s. and he's a very nice man. Oh, you know what? I met uh, 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 Olympia Dukakis, and she, and she was a very nice lady. <laughs> yes, she was. I, don't, I have no beef with Olympia Dukakis. Yeah, uh, your husband would better. probably have not been much of a better president either. But you know what? No beef. So, <laughs> but she beef. Jumps- 
Stevens, I'm coming for you. She jumps on I'm the train. I'm not tra- going anywhere. She jumps on the train. Be- well, it's not moving. Oh, no. She- no, I'm sorry. The train starts moving. She's running for the train. <laughs> the train's not moving. <laughs> That's how, yeah. It really ends up being like, it just, she sits on a train for three hours. She's it's running for the train movie. and she jumps and she catches something on the outside, but she doesn't know how to do yeah. this. And so she's hanging and dangling down and you, uh, you're you hearing Scatman in your brain he's going, like, y'all are going to get your he, legs. He's basically you saying, know? Optimus, we got to. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's, that's jazz again. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's. Um, so uh, she gets yanked into the, the, the train uh, car. At least you have to assume she was because the editing on this is really was a, That was weird. a weird moment. It's a bad cut because it's like she's hanging and then she goes flying through the air and I, and you see Cusack by the door. So you have to assume he pulled her on. Yeah. And there's so there's two other guys there and they start giving her a lot of crap and Cusack shuts him up and basically says, he's, hey, the, he's the grizzled old hobo, yeah. John the, Cusack. The 18-year-old grizzled old hobo. I know, hobo. he's like, this baby-faced, like, yeah, he's he's way, like, it, it's it's so funny how inappropriately baby-faced and clean he looks at this yeah. point. If he's supposed to be this, you know, like, you know, world-weary, like, I've been riding the rails for a couple years hobo, you know, it, it, it doesn't really come off that way. No, but, not um, at all. Like, he, he's, he doesn't look like a hardened drifter, you know, and then... So he basically says, you know, leave her alone, you know, um... That, and so, you know, the, the guy's like, meh. And then she falls asleep, you know, and he kind of watches over her. And then when she wakes up. Those Not in a creepy way. No, 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 no. Like just wa- making sure she's okay. I mean, there, there's and, some creepiness later, but we'll get into that. And then and then uh, the two guys Mostly are gone. Either. And it's just the two of them on there. And all of a sudden they're starting to slow down. And they realize that they're getting to a point where the police are starting to, you know, they check the, the, the box the, cars. The, the, the bulls, the, the railroad the dicks, the uh I'm sure there's like five other so great hobos. So he basically her. tells Let's her just say the hamburger sandwiches. Let's says call them that. that we have to jump from the train, and he teaches her how to do it. So yeah, like jump they, with the train. Yeah, with the train. They and she do. almost does. She, she stays almost too long. Yeah. Because she's a wuss. No, I'm just kidding. She's more badass than I'll ever be. And they find and they jump, and then they just go separate ways. So you think, okay, yeah, that, was, yeah, was that was yeah, that was Cusack. Like, okay, yeah, that was. I mean, yeah. And, Thanks and, for the help. And yeah, and you don't see him again for quite some time. So like, yeah, like, there's like a period, like maybe 45 minutes to an hour after this, where I honestly was like. I thought Cusack was more in this movie. I mean, he's on the cover. Is this like? Is I was thinking it was another like Shannon Doherty and uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun thing where like he got bigger afterwards. So, but yeah, and but I remembered him being a big part of the movie, you know. But but you know, but he disappears for a while and so she's she, on her own. She takes off. She ends up eating some garbage at one point Ugh, in a very vile looking God, scene. That oh, was it's a gross scene, huh? Ugh. And then yeah, and then she wanders into a scene that, honest to God. Um, I'm so glad I'm not the one showing this oh one my God. only to Allie because she would have never forgiven me. She had forgotten this existed. I can't believe we have to go through this again. Oh, okay. Okay. You there's talk. A, la, there's la, a, la, yeah, la, don't la, la. Mike's going to pick it up. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> Damn it. So <laughs> basically she wanders into what I thought at first was a bare knuckle boxing match between a couple of Irish. Yeah, and I because, forgot you know, like that, That's what I, you know, I always assume when I see any sort of crowd of people cheering, there's going to be a couple of drunk Irishmen fighting. That's, you know, just who I am. I'm a 19th century nativist. And, but uh, she, there's a scene of, it's a dog fight uh, between a wolf and I guess a Rottweiler. And it's a good old, it's, fa- it, it's, it's a, I mean, you, you actually don't see as much as you think you see. You it fills your, it. it fills your imagination in it, it. Like, but the wolf ends up killing the dog. And I will say this, there's some really, yeah, there's some really good dog acting in this, like well-trained dog in this wolf, the wolf, Jed, the wolf dog. Fairly well trained because he's actually snarling, which I find a lot of movies they'll get a scary dog, and it'll be like girls just want to have fun where it's honestly just you know the dog's like <laughs> where are we going and meanwhile the sound effect is like looped over just <laughs> you know but this is actually you see some serious fangage on this dog and fangage and and this is a dog that did end up playing White Fang. 
Spangage. Yeah, Jed the Wolf Dog also in John Carpenter's The Thing, a movie that I may make Ali watch. So, uh, and, but yeah, but so so anyway, this guy like the wolf ends up turning on the audience now, and like he's snarling the at everyone. Audience, the crowd. Yes. The the uh, the drunken Irishman. Yes. As I assume, and this guy who looks kind of like Richard Kind, who actually turns out to be actually the real trainer of the dog, comes at him with a bullwhip, like the real trainer in real life, and he, sna- and he, he, he catches the bullwhip. And pulls it away from the guy, you know, runs off, and he stops nags by the door, and it's this great little, it's almost comedic. This terrifying feral wolf just stops, looks at her, and kind of cocks his head, and she opens the door for him, and he kind of nods and leaves. Yeah. And then this, but then this guy comes up out of nowhere and just smacks Natty down, like, cocks hard. Her. Yeah. And, like, this movie is a surprisingly brutal movie. Yeah. Like, again, we've, like, she's been punched a couple times already. She gets smacked. Like, that was at least by someone her own age. This is by, like, a grown this man. This was a grown man. Smacking a 13-year-old girl, you know, a thin, like, wisp of a 13-year-old girl down to the ground. We've seen dog, dog-related dog violent death, you know. I mean, this, like, you wouldn't even get this on a Touchstone movie. No. Or Buena Vista Television, you know, <laughs> but, like. So. Shout out to my Golden Girls. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um. Basically, she ends up running, and she ends up hopping another train. And she ends up being on the same train as, as the, the wolf, wolf in the same boxcar. And there's a tense moment where the box, the, the wolf, like, looks at her and snarls, and she's eating, like, an apple. An apple. Yeah, and she, she throws a piece of apple, you know, to the wolf. And, you know, the wolf backs away into the shadows. And she and then it kind of cuts, and she's on top of the— Well, no, no, before that, the, I forgot—we we mentioned this yesterday, but— they're, the the police come and they're you know they've got their their flashlights and they're in there and oh yeah and, they, like, and she's and she's in the car with him and she has the, to the, hide the wolf, in the shadows the wolf, wolf kind of growls and they say ah it's just a dog yeah and I and guess they, I guess it's I mean I I guess it's no crime for a dog hobo to ride the rails yeah that's okay well nobody wants to go after him and deal with him yeah I guess so it's just easier to just let him be I guess it'll I mean, keep it'll also keep you know people from getting on the box car yeah, who's gonna get or, on the car or, with a feral dog yeah it's gonna keep Sylvester's and all other other cartoon cats uh, from doing that you know. It's not going to prevent baby kangaroos that look like giant mice. Although true. that will also prevent Sylvester's. Yes. Yeah. So, um, anyway. <laughs> and I grinded to a screeching halt again. So anyway, she's she ends up up on top of the train, sort of. Uh, well, in these those concrete tubes you use for, like, drainage pipes. You know, like the big ones that you can actually kind of fit in. A human can actually fit inside. And right. so she's sitting in there. She's looking through her wallet. Or she has her wallet in her hand. She has, and yeah. she's looking at the locket and... She you puts know. the locket away, and that's important because she oh, has yeah, she it has the locket on her. Yeah, she has the locket on but the, her. But she has she pulled but, out the wallet, and right at the point that she pulls out the wallet, something happens on like the, the train, train. Something, some connector screws up on the train. It starts derailing, and the thing snaps. The that cable, that's, cable holds that's holding the. And the, so she falls off, and like I guess she, in the real world, she probably would have died because I can't imagine a human being surviving. Like because those things all roll down the hill like the logs in the Swiss Family Robinson, or if we're going to be more directly 80s like the like the logs that kill that one walker when the murder bears in in return of the jedi uh take it out with the dropping logs so uh, so but she's rolling in that and she po- pops out like she she's alive out, and she's alive she pops out and then the, you see she sees the, and the the train has derailed there's a car turned on its side and this somebody's wolf, this wolf the wolf hops out yeah you see the wolf hop, and you hear and somebody, somebody goes, say it's gonna, gonna blow! blow and he she goes the, she starts she, following she the, the wolf, wolf. Which I is think weird. Like, I, I I believe she did it because she's like it's instinct. Like you follow the thing. That I guess knows but, where to get but away. I, I guess. But in my mind, I'm gonna follow the thing that is like I've watched kill something, fight humans, and threaten me until I fed it a piece of apple. I'd be a little. I'd be a little. I don't know if I'd trust like running after this large, right. like very large, burly wolf. If I'm like as tiny, especially as tiny as she is, 
I mean, she's not tiny, tiny, but she's, you know. She's so she, they take off and, and they're so running. she chases the wolf, kind of, falls after the wolf. And, and um, the thing explodes. The thing explodes. The for, train. And I'm still not even sure how the train derailed. Like, it just sort of happens. Yeah. Which I guess that's true of most accidents. So. I think it actually, if you want the honest to God truth, I think the, the chain that was holding the those coupling. Things, the chain that was actually holding up those um, those pieces that snapped, oh, and that forced that oh. car to go off the. So we think it maybe her extra weight snapped the chain, and that she's responsible for the whole sure. destruction of this train, sure. and possible mini death. Sure. Wow, that's a pretty heavy load to put on. A yeah, I don't think that's girl. what I was saying, but that's okay, okay that you think. So that. anyway, she's 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 evil John. I'm not evil. I'm just thinking evil things through. Evil John. So she anyway she's she's. She ends up like running in the woods, and because she's, you know, she's an urban girl from the city of Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, she's not too good with the wilderness, you know. Uh, she, I guess, the wolf ends up circling back and following her after a while. It's a little crazy. And there's a, yeah, and in fact, there's a scene where you see the wolf looking at her from the shadows, and, you know, like really close up on its eyes, the yellowish wolf eyes. And it honestly, that, at that moment, I realized you could make this movie up to this point and then just make the next hour of the movie be kind of like The Edge, where it's just her being, st- or, or maybe The Grey, which I never saw, where she's being hunted by this wolf, and it's like just a life-or-death struggle. But, you know, they chose to be much less... Oh, uh, Disney. But they chose to be more Disney, you know, so she... So he, he comes he comes out of the clearing, into the clearing, and he's actually holding a rabbit in yeah, his jaws. Right. and... Yeah, and, and, and oh, he's offering her the food. And there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of shots like lingering on like the rabbit carcass. To be honest, it's, it's kind of a little, much, it's yeah. a little off-putting. To be a honest, it's like okay, much. that's a dead rabbit. Uh, you know, it's like it, it, it is just like and and Natty basically through I and again I said I don't know if I'd have been able to figure this out as quickly as she did. You know, especially she's a 13 year old girl who probably doesn't have a well well appointed kitchen or a lot of cooking supplies in any way. Yeah, but she apparently knew how to how to like strip clean and prepare the rabbit to roast it on a spit because the next good job. Yeah, and I and, and around this time you know like you end up with like a lot of great shots of her roaming through the woods. Well, it actually starts to rain and they have to find shelter. Well, no, I'm just saying. Well, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. saying. In general. In general. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a lot of shots in this part, like it's like before the wolf catches her or at, right afterwards and everything, where she's roaming through the woods. And I have to commend this movie for having some... It's like got a more old-time feeling of cinematography in this. That, like, I say old-time. Like, it's like an ancient old art. Time. But, like... I like I feel like a lot of movies nowadays like probably would have done a lot with like saturation and the filt and filtering you know in like post production with a computer to like change the quality of light to make the forest feel more menacing and dark. But in all honesty, this is a fairly well lit, bright day for a lot of the time she's going through the woods. It looks very bucolic, very peaceful, but at the same time, it's shot with an air of menace. the The woods feel dangerous, even being very colorful, very bright. You know, I I think. It's one of those things, I feel like modern movies, a lot of times, like in the last, especially in the last like 15 years or so, like they lose some of that, like the richness of color a lot of times because they put a lot of mood coloring in. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like, you know, you can, you can make things a little more bright and vibrant. You can, you can spread, you can spread your palette out more than you do now. You don't have to take every scene and say, okay, this is, we've got to make this a cold light filter because it's a flashback. Right. You know, or, or whatever. We've got to do, you know, like I feel like a lot of movies don't trust like more traditional like naturalistic lighting and as being something that you can actually manipulate there and i just i just wanted to go off on that tangent because i you know like i want these kids to get off my damn lawn this uh philosophical discussion has been brought to you by john walter yeah oh and then and, and around this time she she drops that drops the s word 
She does. Yeah, remember she says like shit uh, oh, at yeah. one point, and we like both had our jaw dropped because we're like, this is a Disney movie with a kid. Yeah, in the '80s, you could actually have kids swearing and smoking and fist fighting and throwing rocks at cops. I mean, it it was a it so was it's a serene, time. and they take off. Both of them start running, and they find shelter. And the next thing you know, she wakes up and she's sleeping. Uh, with her head on the like on the, on the wolf, and she kind of yeah. looks at him. This very awkward, very yeah, it, funny it, moment. It kind of does have like the. Did I go home with you did, last did, night? Did, did we sleep together? <laughs> yeah, it's very. Well, I was implying. Is that what know, you were implying? I was trying to go a little more. Or were you subtle? A little less vulgar. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just didn't, didn't want to like basically. I've woken up in those positions, and I'm like with a wolf. No. Okay, because I was just saying I didn't want to imply that our 13 year old heroine had had sex with a wolf. Well, right. That would have that would have just crossed another Disney line, right? Wait a minute, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, they didn't oh have sex God. until he was a man. Please. No, they had a lot of sex after the movie, but yeah, she didn't. Oh, no. You know that he was getting a little something on the. Yeah, was, he was getting a little something, something from Mrs. Potts on the she side. She was yeah. touching a little beefy. Oh God, what are we even, What has become of us? <laughs> Why am I even in this discussion? <laughs> oh my lord! Anyway, she didn't have sex with the wolf, but now they're buddies. They're buds. They're and from now on, they're going to be an it is seriously pair, the best. Except when the wolf buddy, wants to, it's the best. They're going to be an inseparable movie. pair until, except for those times when the wolf decides to go off and get some action. Uh, you yes. know, which does happen, I think. Uh, but um, that's later. So they end up. She ends up staggering up, and they they she finds a farmhouse. Yes, and uh, obviously the wolf. You know, it's pretty it, clear that he would not be welcome. Yeah, especially since as she's walking up, you know, like, you know, like, like she sends the wolf back because the farmer's like, "What the wolf?" You know, he's like, "That doesn't happen right away." He doesn't oh, even oh. see her. She knocks on the door. Oh, she knocks on the door. Oh, later. I'm sorry. I'm... She just brings up the conversation. She talks oh. about how she's been friends with the wolf. Oh yeah, and the guy's like, no "Wolf ain't nobody's friend." And uh, and the farmer's wife, um, who I you know I I can take offense of that. The other farmer, the 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 spouse, the farmer's spouse. I think she, I think the farmer's wife is pretty accurate because I think gender roles were pretty heavily enforced. Just shut up. She's yeah. pregnant, very very pregnant, probably eight eightish months pregnant. Eightish months, yeah. And um, you can tell that the farmer himself is just yeah, it's, a jerk off. It, it, it's kind of it's a jerk off. There's there's J e r g dash off. Yeah, I don't. Does that mean he, like he it's takes a mixture off the of, It's a it's a mixture oh. of a jag off and a jerk off. He's a jerk off. All right then, he's a jerk off. So anyway, this guy. <laughs> so this this guy and 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 I, there is a really that. strong undercurrent that he might be, if not domestically abusive, he's definitely way overbearing and controlling. Yeah. And it's not, I would not want to be married to him, no matter how strong his farmer arms. No, and are. I don't think she wants to be married to him, but she doesn't have yeah, much of a way kinda, out yeah, of there. It's kind of hard to tell, you know. And it's but at one know, point she's they're 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 plowing the field, all and, of them, and and some coyotes. Is that well, no, 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 no. Oh. They're plowing the field, and she and and the farmer's and the farmer's spouse fa- falls down in pain, and um. Uh, you know, Natty is like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? She's running to help her. And the farmer's screaming at Natty, get the mule. Because she, I thought he was screaming at the wife to get the mule. No, he's screaming at Natty because the, get the mule. Because the mule's running away. Get the damn mule. Yeah, get the damn mule. And she's like wanting to help. And he's like, get the mule. Damn you. I'm so, Robert Lozier. It's so awful. And so he picked, you know, gets her, gets her into bed dick. and she has to sit down. And then you find that then there's this very sweet, um, very, very sweet scene between yeah. the. This is where the word saccharin would come to mind. I don't actually. fucking care what you think. <laughs> this very sweet scene. I like between... fucking sweet emotions. So fuck you, John. Fuck you, John. So between Explicit the farmer's wife, tag. between the 
farmer's wife and and natty and they start talking and she's like you know something about being a mom and she says well i don't have one my mom died when i was younger and then you find out that the this is not their first pregnancy and that she lost a baby earlier you know in the past and it's just this you know moment where you go okay there's at least one kind and decent nice person out there who actually cares about her well-being and i think that had natty wanted to stay she would have been allowed to i mean the farmer would have been a dick to her but but yeah. The, the farmer's wife would have appreciated her being around to help her. And I think that and that that's sort of like this nice moment. But very soon after this, we hear, we see coyotes running into their chicken farm. I prefer to say coyotes. Whatever. <laughs> they're running into the chicken area and they've, they're they starting to, you know, kill the chickens. And the wolf comes out of the, the, the forest and he st- goes to... Basically, yeah, he tries to stop them. To stop them. But because he's in, you know, they hear the chickens, you know, rustling. I hear the chickens rustling. And uh, the the farmer takes his shotgun and he goes to start shooting at the wolf. And Natty sees this and she's yelling at the wolf to run away. And she, you know, grabs the shotgun so we can't actually hit him. And she runs off with him. And then, and so she leaves this farm behind. Yeah, and and, and good riddance to them because it would have been, it would have been just a really horrible little house on the prairie sort of thing to like watch. You know, like, so so she ends up coming to another small town. She tries to panhandle from some grocery store owner, like, and he's like, get out, go peddle your paper somewhere else, kid. Yeah, I, I, you know, like, apparently, like, she, he's always getting pan. It's the Depression. Mm-hmm. He's always getting panhandlers. So he has no sympathy left for them. And she meets and a guy so, named Parker. So she, yeah, she crosses the street, and there's a whole gang of, like, a youth gang, young tramps. You know, there's a whole, whole gang of tramps, you know. And so she meets this gang, and... Like, basically, because she has a wolf, uh, she, you know, they, they won't kill her. <laughs> right. And they tell her to, you know, come come with them and join their gang. And so she does. And, you know, they have these, like, they start doing, I don't know. Petty. Like, petty. Thievery. Larcenic things, which you told me is not a real word. Yeah, larcenic and old lace. That was, uh, that was the, <laughs> that, w- there was a much funnier, more appropriate, like, spur of the moment, larcenic and old, ra- old, old race. <laughs> L- wow. La- arsenic and, larcenic and old ace is what I believe uh, yeah. came out originally. And it, it was beautiful and it was a wonderful spontaneous moment that has been lost for the ages and now you just get this weird forced version and you also don't get spider wolf spider wolf no, no spider wolf it's not it's not the same when you do it, I do um, it so so they 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 decide that they're going to pull a a heist a gag a I say it's a caper. It's a caper. It's not really a they heist because they're not they really they're not fooling to, anybody. I feel like you got to you have to have a fake identity involved they, for it to be they a They decide to a steal heist. a bull. Yes, that's right. They decide to steal they a bull. I'm assuming that they're going to sell the bull, but we don't quite get we're not privy to all the information in Parker's brain. There's a lot of bull, a lot of bull fencing going on. Yeah. So they uh use <laughs> there's underground bullfighting rings. <laughs> <laughs> so they use Natty as the bait, if you will. Yeah, she's the rodeo clown. Yeah, she's the rodeo clown. She has to go in there and kind of talk the bull into not charging and killing her, but turning around and going through kind the kind of kind of divert the bull into, into the shoot. The, into the shoot. So that and they and, pulled up and a the wolf a, helps. I'm not done. They've pulled up a, 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 a truck, you know, to the back with a your flatbed so that he can get onto this. If I may, the last time you explained it, you didn't put the, the truck in there. So I, I didn't know you were going to say it this time. So I didn't know I was interrupting you. Sorry. So when Natty goes in, the wolf comes with her. And, you know, of course, this bull is, you know, basically breathes on her and she would fall over. But the wolf, you know, starts getting you know angry like no you ain't gonna touch my lady and um the bull turns around and actually scared it's he gets spooked and he does run into the chute and he does run yeah. onto the bed now I, I feel like there could have been some this is a time once again where there should be a little more banjo and chase music yeah that would have been nice uh, 
you know, but but no. But instead, uh, they try to get the truck started and it won't start. And in the meantime, the wolf starts heading down the pe- like the road. And she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come back, come the, back. Because the wolf senses danger. And this is where I would have sung Spider-Wolf. But I'm not going to. Wow. Nobody cares anymore. You, no, they you, all care. No, you built it up so big that nobody cares. Well, that's, no, I built it up so big that it can never be revealed. Oh. That's how it works. But I'm, really, really, I'm really sorry, y'all. You missed out on Spider-Wolf. It's really not that great. By the, by the way, I'm going to go once again. Yes and, Allie. Second City Training. Got to go along with me. No I don't have how... to. See, you're, you're still not yes and. I don't have to. <laughs> yes, actually, I believe you do. There, Allow me to bring out the Dell Close contract that you signed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Not only that, it has to be long form and it needs oh, to be a God. <laughs> can I go to the bathroom first? Yes, of course you can. <laughs> Here's you. one right here. Oh, we're oh, doing And scene. So, um, Spider Wolf. <laughs> the wolf is running down the road and she's trying to get him to come back and he won't come back. And so, you know, they're all trying to get this thing to move and the truck to move. And so they finally get the truck going and she's running after the truck a la Savannah Smiles. Yes. And if you haven't watched, listen, watched, watch Savannah Smiles. Well, or you should watch to, Savannah Smiles. Or listen to our and podcast. And listen to our, our podcast about Savannah Smiles. Or I find, I, I actually, uh, because someone mentioned uh, on Twitter today that, uh, you know, that he was he, he was listening to it, I kind of went back and listened to what I had said about it a little bit, and I was I was unduly harsh. You were that. unduly harsh. It's a beautiful little movie. No, I mean, I was I thought it was okay, but I, I found, like, at the end, my assessment of it, I, I, I'm going to go back to saying I would recommend watching that. If, if, you're, if you're coming back to this, I, I've changed my mind. Watch Savannah Smiles, That's but right. also watch the journey of Maddie Gann. Maybe who knows? Will I suggest? Will I recommend it? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> did I recommend it last time? We didn't get that. We far. didn't get that far. <laughs> so uh, basically, we um, you know, th- th- she's calling after the wolf. They get the the truck started. She's running after the truck. She can't get on it. God, this is taking forever to get. This I motorcycle. know, right? <laughs> and the motor this motorcycle sidecar pop, pop like pops up. Well, the motorcycle's also there. It's not just a sidecar. It's <laughs> really weird. Sidecar. It's a sidecar driving along. <laughs> Cousin it sitting in it going, <laughs> and they and they basically put her in a home for girls. Yeah, she gets it's like some it's like a weird sort of work camp where like like they do a lot it's of an calisthenics. Well, it's it's more like a work camp than an orphanage. They do a lot of calisthenics. Well, uh, they're older girls, so yeah, and, and, and like it's like basically and they're silent. They're not allowed to talk. And like it, like. Yeah, it's very creepy. And like at one point, you see the wolf getting like led away, like with a like a hoop around his neck into a into a crate that's been labeled that's going to go to a blacksmith. Yeah, which you know blacksmiths and wolves, uh, you know they all, blacksmiths. They go like chalk and cheese. Wait, no, that don't go chocolate and cheese. Chocolate and cheese. Wait, no. No, that's terrible no, too. Terrible. Chalk and chocolate. No, what? Chalk doesn't play. Well. None of those things play well together. Chalk doesn't play well with anything. And chocolate and cheese don't play well with each other. They really don't. That's like a love triangle, but it's in reverse. It's like just. But just but once you but how's this? Once you put wine in the middle of that. Oh my God! Because then you can have wine and chocolate and cheese, and you can take that chalk and drunkenly draw cartoons. Uh-huh. I think on I, the ground. But, but here's what I'm thinking: you know those triangles that are like you can only pick two. I think that the tr- the best triangle. <laughs> what triangles are you talking about? You never heard of these? Like it's like you can you have. You can only pick two triangles. You can only pick two corners. Two lines on the triangle, and then that becomes an angle. It's not even a triangle; no, it's just an angle. Yes, but it's like. Really? You're going to make me explain this to you? I I, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I thought I'd be a little obtuse just to see if you could explain it in better words. But you wouldn't get an obtuse angle. You know those guitars that are like double You wouldn't get an obtuse angle if you were picking it the way you said anyway. So... Okay, you just like you just cracked my brain for a minute. That's, I know. that's a cute way of saying that. You're right. Donald in math magic land. <laughs> so, All the but trees here's, have squares. But this is what I'm trying to say. It's it's you've wine, 
You've got chocolate and ch- oh, wait, no, this doesn't work because you can't just pick two. <laughs> and you didn't want to record this because you didn't think it'd be very fun. Because wine always has to be in it. Yeah. This doesn't work. Wine is like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> cheese, cheese is Elaine. Chocolate is uh, Jason Alexander's character George. George. Like you need, you need, like you need the wine. They're not going to hang out without the wine. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And chalk would be Kramer, where the chalk comes barreling in the door and then says something racist. And when then it breaks and then it leaves. Anyway, yeah. she just stared at me. She's very, she's very pro Michael Richards. And I am not. <laughs> just kidding. I just I took my brain was like, oh wait, I need to catch up to what he just said. Oh crap! Okay, I'm there. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so anyway, uh, also she, so she goes up to the fence and she's told not to talk, and it kind of feels reminiscent again of girls just want to have fun to an extent where it's like I kind of I kind of wanted there to be a nun on a pommel horse <laughs> and speaking like, of pommel horses if you're well, in the or middle may- of the village or, of the crazy or, or maybe maybe I wanted Kurt Thomas in a nun's costume <laughs> on a pommel horse kicking Alvy from Savannah Smiles in the face while Marion Cobretti arm wrestles with the Repo Man Soches. <laughs> I'm trying to pick all our movies and make a grand unified movie theory out of it. I'm, not... I'm impressed. No, you're not. I am. Actually, that was impressive. That's just... I <laughs> uh, wanted to do an innuendo there, but it just sounded really tar- terrible. So let's pretend this didn't happen. So she's watching We're them erasing this part. You're take not going to She's watching them take away the wolf. and she's. Oh, you're you know, still here. Shoot. <laughs> freaking out and uh, trying to get them to stop. And anyway, and she, she becomes bu- friends with a girl named Twinkie. And she basically is like, she gets out of this place pretty fast. Yeah, it's like, it's, she it's Shawshanks really, her way out. She is, yeah, she shocks, she Shawshanks her way out of this place faster than like, uh, than the princess got rescued in Gymkhana. You know, yeah. and the princess got rescued so fast in Jimkata, if you remember correctly. I forgot that she'd been kidnapped in right. the middle of the podcast. Right. So she gets out of this. She gets, yeah, she basically moves the Rita Hayworth picture out, and someone has already dug her tunnel. Yeah. So she gets out. She gets out. Twinkie gives her a hat to disguise herself, which really is a is is like a throwaway moment that like doesn't go very far because she loses the hat in like five minutes. Yeah, but she but, ends, she ends up uh, hitching a ride in somebody's trunk, and then when they stop, she finds out where the blacksmith. Yeah. Is and she shows up. Yeah, and, and, she, I, and, I, and she I, shows up threatening him, which is just weird. Yeah, and, and, it's the and, middle and, of the and, night, and we've kind of walked into like I feel like we we've, we've now walked into some sort of hero's journey. Yeah. Thing, and this is where I, I was like, is this also like Oh Brother Where Art Thou based on like the Odyssey or something? Because yeah. it's like she she meets this like this this blacksmith with a scarred face. You know, it's like you know, and, and like I feel like it, it, he he equips her for her quest. Basically, it's yeah. very. Like and, and it's weird because she's like yeah she's threatening him like you know like I want my wolf and yeah, he's and like he comes out and he's, holding... and he's like and he like opens a door like it, like it's like he has like the wolf in a in a shed yeah it's <laughs> like, so and weird. the wolf comes out and it's like a, got a collar on and he's all, all cleaned clean. up and it's like what so you're basically just a guy who collects wolves and rehabilitates so them? weird we didn't like, quite I, understand where like, that like I like this entire this blacksmith's entire like presence in this movie is like this sort of like this Deus Ex Machina thing yeah. where he's just. He's there. He's a kind. He's a blacksmith. kind-hearted blacksmith who's basically there to provide succor. Succor. S u c c o r. Yes. Suck her. Uh, suck her. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? No, that's later. Uh, oh God. No, no, no. Oh, oh. We'll worry about that later. We're oh, that, we're not I thought you were yet. saying something else, and I was like, you just walked them into some weird. Speaking of innuendo. I know, right? 
<laughs> Sorry, y'all. And you. In, oh, God, stop it, John. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, yeah, she escapes. She finds her blacksmith, uh, apparently so she can get her sword so that she can slay the dragon <laughs> uh, that is holding her father hostage at the logging and camp. And somehow... And, um, and you get you end up with this scene like and so the blacksmith turns out to be this really sweet nice yeah. guy who's like it like I feel like we're missing a scene where he where he explains why he's so nice to her because right. he's just super nice and you end up with this scene that is probably the most Disney thing you will ever see in this movie yeah. which is they're on a porch they're whittling or something yeah. uh, something like that and there's the wolf is sitting and looking right at a deer that's cavorting. In their yard. Like, it is, like, it's, like, it's, it looks like. Do you want the title card to pop up and just be, like, Bambi? Oh, I, actually, Bambi's much darker than that. I don't know if you know this, but. I don't know this. There's a, there's a. I don't know this because I've never seen the movie. Because I don't. There's a scene in Bambi where there's a fire. You're very mean. Also, there's a scene where a little rabbit talks like a little boy and it's horrifying it's like a little boy's voice coming out of a rabbit you're a mean person i'm not mean i'm just horrible it's yeah. there's a difference between the mean two and horrible. oh anyway 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 uh bambi's a great movie and you should see it um Allie anyway won't. so the but like so and then she ends up like leaving and she gives him a kiss he, ta- he gives her money to take a train to he her, gives her like money and it's food. like 10 bucks yeah. or whatever like he gives her a lot he gives her like some cash and some food you know, like, you know, like, and he drops her off at the train station, yeah. I guess. Uh, like, and, and she gives him a kiss goodbye right on his scar tissue. Ew. Oh God, ew. So, ew. You kiss so a disfigured ew. person. Oh God, what's ew. Wrong with you? What is wrong <laughs> with a lot you? Of things, you know, and. So, and meanwhile, uh, we kind of have glossed over what's been going on in Ray Weiss's side. Of oh, yeah. Movies. That's like, right. Like, at this point, uh, I, I think it already had happened at this point. Uh, Ray Weiss is. We'll oh no no up. no no yeah yeah at this point Ray Wise is uh, has like he has basically like he's been sending he's, her letters he's been sending the letters he sent the money already and she never showed up and he hasn't heard anything back from her and, and he's been so, close so anytime so he gets he, a break and he's away from the actual camp and he can call like, use a phone he's on base camp he calls I think her name is Connie yeah. the, the Connie Lane, Connie Lainey Connie's on yeah. <laughs> Connie Lazan yeah Lainey Kazan and, and the first time he calls you know uh, she says that. Um, that she's run away or she's left or she's taken off and he's like well she wouldn't do that why did she do that and she's like I don't know yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why, I, don't just know call, why. I call the cops on her and she somehow got all I offended don't know what right so then um, the next time he calls uh, you know he says you know do, you know, have you heard from her is she coming and he says no um, and she says no but I have some you know you, you find out that she tells him that they found her wallet in Colorado. So he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he, oh, yeah. So he wants, so he's going off to, to like, and that Colorado was where that train wreck the train was. They found her wallet under, under a train, train car, basically. And so he, he ends up going to Colorado and like, you know, trying to like. Locate her, locate find her out what and, happened. But no one, no one can see any, like that no one, like he's, he's at the train wreck and they're like, you're not going to see anything. He's trying know? to do forensics over yeah, there. And they're yeah, like, like, we've yeah, already like gone through this. Sir. CSI Colorado starring it's Ray Weiss. so weird. And, uh, and so, like, but meanwhile, in some other area, I don't know, Utah? I don't know that shit. I mean, it looked kind of like Savannah Smiles. Could have, so she could have been savannahing. Yeah. yeah, like, she, uh, she's hitch- hitchhiking to try and see her father, you know, and this irony is he's probably a lot closer now than before, and also he's... Oh, no, 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 she's not hitchhiking yet. She's she's buying a train ticket. Oh, I'm sorry. I jumped way the yeah, you far did. ahead. She's buying a train ticket, and when she gets into the train station and she buys her ticket, she asks how much it is. The guy says $10. And, and it's then Weasley he, guy, too. Weasley little mm. man, and he's looking and at he's her. Like, and, and, he, and he takes her money, and then he's like, 
the train won't be here for a few hours or whatever. Let it's me like, go check the let schedule. Let me get the schedule and see when it's coming. And he picks up a phone and there's a wanted poster for her, basically, because she's, uh, you know, a runaway from the prison orphanage work camp yeah. thing, that whatever, the holiday camp. And so he says that he has oh, her. And then as soon as he goes back to her, she's taken off. She's yeah, because she realizes it. And yeah, she, yeah, she drops the hat and runs like hell. And she and, and the wolf run. And, they st- and, and this and, is where they go to And then they go, and then, and then they're hitchhiking. Yeah, now you can yeah. tell this and, and plus story. this we- And plus that Weasley, basically she has no money again. Yeah. So like all that money that she was given, gone. Gone. And so she ends up hitchhiking with this guy who pulls up who looks like kind of like, ugh, he looks like kind of like Jeffrey Jones with a mustache so and honestly behaves like all that entails. Yeah. Like he is, uh, oh, he's first he wants to buy her wolf. He's like, I could use a wolf in my line of work, <laughs> you know. And then, and she's like, No, no, I can't sell him. You yeah, know? I would he's never like, sell I don't, him. I would never sell him. Like she doesn't own him. Yeah, you know, it's he's a wolf. You can't, you know, she can't, can't sell a wolf. Wolf don't wolf, wolf don't cost money. Wolf does wolf do what wolf want to do. Wolf yeah, wolf gonna do what wolf gonna do. You know, so basically she. You know, she says no to that. And then he starts making creepy advances on her. Really and he's weird. really coming on strong. And she's trying to, like, stop it, stop it. And he's like, listen, calm down, be nice. And he's, yeah. like, pulling her in. And it's real super duper ultra creepy. He does a good job. Oh, yeah, he's a great creep. Like, he's he's creepy enough that, like, I would probably, if I saw the actor now, I would probably walk across the other side yeah, of the street. Yeah, yeah, he's my, creepy. With my kid, because I wouldn't want him, you know. But he's so, he seems like he's going to be affable. Because yeah. he's got that affable. Almost. But he's got that, but he looks like Jeffrey Jones and has a mustache. So, you know, he's got a huge collection of kitty porn. Yeah. So anyway, as soon as this starts to get really, porn. you know, intense, the wolf breaks the window. Yeah, the wolf comes. It's like a fuck yeah wolf yeah, moment. It, it is fuck it's, yeah it's wolf. like the wolf stallones his way right through the window. It really does. It's pretty He's, awesome. He totally stallones his way into the window. And then, of course, they, you know, he and, stops the car and she gets out. Yeah, and they, like, the guy's like, oh, you're fucking crazy wolf. He doesn't say fucking because it's a Disney movie. But like, ah, this crazy wolf. And he crashes the car a bit and she runs out and like the wolf follows her. You know, and he's like, ah, screw you, I, I don't... I, I would have gotten my hands on your vagina if it weren't for yeah, that meddling wolf! wolf. Yes. <laughs> and so she ends up, like, wandering again, and she staggers upon what... Like, she's following the railway tracks, I guess? Cause yes. Because she, she, she stumbles onto a hobo jungle. Yeah, under, the under shanty town. Shanty town. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty awesome and pretty... It's pretty darn... In, scary they they definitely like it's dark and wet scared up it, it, it it's dark and wet and nasty looking and like yeah you know, there's just fire fire and you know she's and, not very good at this like she's not good at yeah she's a terrible hobo she's a terrible she's hobo. a great two-fisted girl reporter yeah but she's but not she's, a good hobo and know. so she sees this ki- this pot of beans and she goes to steal it and you know the and, and by the way i i'm not really sure what she's going to do with this pot of beans cuz she has no spoon or glove to I pick it up i guess you just use your hand baby at that point so anyway, she run, she, she was, actually scoop, made a beautiful scooping motion with her hand. Allie, Allie does great object work. I really do. Thank you. you. Know. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, so I, I, goes, I really believe that you were putting your hand into a steaming hot bowl of beans. I mean, why wouldn't you? So she she grabs it to go, and of course she hears, you know, behind her, uh, those are mine. And she turns around, and it's da 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 those are mine. Whatever it is that he says. I'm pretty sure he, I, Well, honey, he here's what he didn't like, do. He didn't stand there with a boombox over his head sing with say in anything. Your eyes, yeah. In my beans. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and yes, of course, it's it the sack. The sack. You the know, Q the sack. The sack. Uh, you know, sorry, I I've heard from people who work with him he's kind of a sack. <laughs> You know, but it's it's like, you know, like and, and John Cusack is back and he's like, you know, and, and I, I, this is what I kind of realized, like the way this movie is trying to sell us John Cusack is a John Cusack that never really existed. Mm. 
which is the world weary tough guy John Cusack. Yeah, he was never really that. Like, I it almost works in uh, in Gross Point Blank, but that's because it's kind of a like a farcical sort of action mm-hmm. comedy. But like, you know, like I feel like this movie like is trying to sell us on John Cusack the same way Crystal Skull was trying to sell us on Shia LaBeouf. And and John Cusack, if he had made a few more wrong turns and made mo- movies more like this instead of what he ended up doing, he could have easily been another disposable Shia LaBeouf kind of guy. Mm. And it's good for it's good for him in his career that he chose better projects after this. Not well, that it's a bad project, but it's a bad part for him. To, for, it, well done, Sack. Well done. So, sack up, buddy. Sack, sack it up. up. So, um, um, so he's he he's there, and they start having this like. Yeah, and, oh, and she. Oh, and she. Uh, before that, she basically goes like she 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 immediately goes. Oh, sorry, you're the guy who helped me. Yeah. I'm gonna go steal someone else's beans. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like he's like, I wouldn't do that. I'm the nicest guy here, basically. Yeah. They're they're gonna kill you. Yeah, you know. And so she and he, so he ends up offering her some beans, and she, she's like, Do you have a spoon? Yeah, because every hobo knows you bring a spoon. You'll so, bring a spoon. And she doesn't, have a spoon. she doesn't have a spoon. And so he's like, here. And he gives her his. And she ends up giving some of the beans to the wolf. And, he, you know, she's like, that ain't wolf food. That's hobo food. Yeah, that's, you know. that's not what he says. It's Cusack food. It's really cute. That it ain't, that's that ain't wolf food. It's for Cusacks. It's for Cusacks. It's for Cusacks. But then all food. of a sudden, um, and they're having a little bit of like, you know, a lover's, qu- I mean, argument. and uh, Which, again, there, there's a little creepy romance angle between the two. It's less creepy when you... Think of the film's intentions right. that he should he's probably, probably like he's 18. probably a little younger, you know, and she's she's like thirteen or so, and he's probably like supposed to be just barely eighteen if yeah. that. So it's it's a little less creepy, you know, but it, it's still like it's very Jerry Lee Lewis Child Bride in my mind. It's a little and, weird. and Cusack is does not look eighteen. Like no. he doesn't look old. He might be eighteen, but he doesn't. He look doesn't. Well, he he doesn't. He he doesn't. He doesn't look old, mind you, but he looks like he's at least like 22, 23. Yeah. So, and so it, it's and it's just so the a wolf, little, but the wolf like, gets like his ears perked up and he starts looking at another one. She goes, "Something's wrong. Something's the matter." Because he always knows. And before that, we see what happens. They say, "Run!" I mean, basically, in, on instinct, they start going and in and in comes into the shanty town. Oh yeah, like uh, what what I can only assume is like some sort of like German American Bund meeting or something. It's some sort of fascist group or something because they're like the Law and Order types. And they, I think they've got armbands. They've got like helmets. They're weird. Yeah, they don't have it's, helmets, but they have like hats. Oh no, they have hats. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. But they, yeah, it's very militaristic. And it's like, very I, I, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a fascist uh, thing. And I, I again, this this movie has this movie does present a 1930s that is clearly not you know yeah. idyllic i mean not i mean not that we all are suffering under any illusions we all know the 30s were you know a time of depression and everything like that but you know, like it's very it's very weird that you see this basically like yeah, they're kind of like brown shirts they've right. got a very fascist feel to them and they start beating the hobos up and they go on the run and then we cut back to ray weiss who's now devastated because he's he thinks back, his daughters he's back right. in the northwest like he's devastated because he thinks his daughter is dead his life doesn't have much meaning and we see um a topper is what they call it. And a topper is apparently in the lumber world, judging by this movie. He like works on the top of the really tall trees to cut that part off first, I guess so they can control the fall better. Yeah, I think so. Or he cuts or maybe he cuts off the part they wouldn't need that the lumber yard wouldn't use or something. I don't know. But yeah. so there's this dude way up high in the tree and I can't really tell if it like if someone accidentally cut the trunk that he was on or if it just broke. I think it but broke. this whole thing falls and the guy rides it all the way down it's and really he's scary. obviously really badly hurt. You know, so they they don't have a topper anymore. You know, and so Ray Weiss being, you know, having nothing left to live for, really, he's like, I, you know, might as well do this topper job because it's like it pays better. And, right. you know, it's like I don't have a family to worry about. So he asks. So you know, he's like, he basically know. says, make me your topper. I'm right. going to do it. You know, okay. and the guy's like, Are you sure? So that's and, widow's work. And his, yeah, that's widow's work, you know, and like and that's, you know, very like it's it's his boss is weirdly nice. Yeah. Like considering like it's 
Like it's like his boss is for like for like the the boss of a bunch of like day laborers in the depression. He's he's a fairly nice guy. Well, like, he's he at least him, nice to him. At least nice to him. He he likes him for whatever reason. But yeah, so he's gonna like so he ends up being a topper, and you end up seeing this. You know, you get this really amazingly fakey shot. Yeah, it's really like awful. like. All right, there's some good like long distance shots of his stunt double up in the mm-hmm. tree, and it's obviously really a guy up in a tall tree. But then you get these like this. It's got to be some sort of soundstage where Ray, like you see, like like a maybe eight feet of the top of a tree model yeah. that he's on that's wobbling yeah. while he sits up top, you know, on on the party's just cut looking out, and it is so fake looking. Yeah, like it is. You would never get away with something that fake looking nope. nowadays. I mean, you might get away with really shitty green screen. Yep. Like you might be like, but this oh, this is just obvious. But this is just soundstage. Yeah, it's like somebody it painted is, a backdrop. Yeah, it's like a it's like a matte backdrop of just the sky. Yeah. You know, it's really weird. It, it is so like it, it. It looks. It feels dated even for an '80s movie. Yeah. It feels like something you'd see in a '60s movie. Yeah. You know. So anyway, it's, it's, so he's up there, and you know that this is what he's doing now—the most dangerous of work. Yeah. If and, you will, and yeah, and he's doing the most. And and we're and meanwhile, Natty is now traveling across the the country now with 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 Harry. Harry's Harry the name of John name. Q, of the sack. You know, and. She like at one point like he's they're talking about where they're from yeah. and she mentions she's from Chicago which made me think so sh- now she's gonna spend like four hours lecturing Cusack about Jardinera and not putting ketchup on hot dogs yeah you know like Probably. she's because she's very vehemently like proud of being a Chicagoan like there's no why do I need to see the world there's Chicago yeah yeah <laughs> which is so weird because I, I always think of that as a New Yorker's attitude yeah, yeah that's like that that provincial we New Yorker that thing. only that only like like if it's not in between the Hudson and the East River you know. You know, it doesn't matter to the world, right? But like, but yeah, apparently there, there's Chicagoans like that yes, too. Yes, we have our pride. Yeah, leave us be. And your stupid square cut pizzas, God! You eat like so, children. So, um, yeah. So, and then Harry talks about the fact that his dad died when he was young. Yeah, and I think that's sort of why he is where he is. Yeah, he's yeah. I think he was he was forced to go look for work. I mean, this is 1935, so the depression's been going on basically about six years now. Yeah. So he was probably about Natty's age or a little younger. You know, like, so he's probably been looking for work on and off and drifting about the country trying to, trying to, like, survive. Survive, yeah. You know, and he, like, he doesn't want her to have to live this life, but he also doesn't think her, he, like. He, he kind of thinks her dad has run dad out is, on her. Like, so he's kind of like, he's sort of taking her under his wing, but he's also becoming affectionate with her. You know, like, he has feelings for her, but it's very, you know, like, it's, it's kind of. Like I, I I overplayed the creepiness because he doesn't really make moves. No, on her, he doesn't. You know, and she doesn't. And like, but I think they I think they have like a romantic, the seeds of a romance. We all are sitting here wanting to ship them the entire uh, no, time. No, no, no. Yes, you, you learn the word ship, and you think everyone wants that. I don't. I'm not even boating them. I'm not even dingying them. Really? Not even rafting. I wanted them to. I no. I I he's a little too old for her. Well, he, in a, in a year or so. Like I want them uh, to yeah, have this sort of maybe, like maybe maybe if they meet again in ten years. Come on, ten eight, years. five years, What's five years. Give her five. Make her eighteen. Five years. God, God, were you were you waiting for Natalie Portman to turn eighteen? <laughs> yeah. Who wasn't? I don't know, fools. Um, but um, wow, that got weird. Uh, you know, so so they do. You know, at this point, I kind of you know like they kind of just have some adventures i don't really remember yeah like, they kind of they just they're on their way they're trying to get yeah there. I, I guess there's not really any major set i mean it's not really like was. a model it's not it's not a montage but it sort of feels that way yeah there's not because they don't really have any distinct adventures now it's not yeah. like you know like it's not like before where she and the wolf were traveling kind of like huck finn and jim throughout the south where i guess the wolf would be jim because he has to hide by the boat like a lot yeah. so oh and at one point they end up like having to jump onto a train oh, yeah and, like, this is where I, I gotta bring the wolf back in because yeah, yeah, at this yeah, point yeah. like the wolf hops out like runs away yeah they have these misadventures trying to catch trains <laughs> 
you know, like. And they're about to jump on a train, and the wolf, and and alongside of them is the forest, and and you hear a wolf wolf howl, howl, and and the wolf basically goes, "It's mating time," and he he just bolts, bolts. and they're catching the train, and they're like, "Wolf, no!" You know, yeah. And uh, so he makes her jump on the train. He makes her jump on the train. Miss it, and. And, like, literally out of, like, nowhere, like, after, like, a minute of the train running and her looking for him, the wolf just appears, runs, and he runs fast enough to go past the train, that the car they're in, and jump Jumps sideways so into the car. he can make it into the car. And, it, like, the best part about that is the implication that the wolf was running off to get some and that the wolf don't, he's all business. Well, <laughs> that wolf is like, that wolf is like, I'm done. I'm out, lady. Yeah. You know, he probably... You know, like money's on the dresser. Bam! Yeah, out the he door was out he the went. Door in like two seconds, man. Like he was it's done. So yeah, she's. So they end up getting on like safely to a city. I Seattle, I guess. Was it Seattle? It was somewhere. Yeah. It was somewhere in the Pacific, in the Pacific Northwest. Northwest. And because she, she's going to look for her dad, and and he's going to look at the job boards. Right. You know, and at this point, I kind of realized because like she like she goes in to like like to her dad like the the lumber office yeah. in the city, and like basically gets. No help at all, because the woman's like, look, I see like a million people. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, like, I don't remember him. He's probably, he could be at any of the camps, you know, or whatever. I don't know. You know, and it's not like they have like five, it's like she doesn't have a computer to pull it up. It's 1935. Why would you even think she has a computer? God, listeners, pay pay the hell attention. Right. So, uh, you know, like, she can't look. And and, and my thought there is like, it's amazing throughout this movie, the number of places she just brings that wolf. It's true. uh, almost never does someone say, get that damn wolf out of here. Yeah, yeah. It's astonishing. Yep. Because I got to tell you, I, I have a lot of good friends that if they brought a wolf to my house, I would I would kick them out or at least make them take the so wolf outside. So she gets out and basically finds out that her dad has got to be somewhere near base camp or something. That's what they say. Yeah. That they're part of. He's got to be part of a team, right. but there is a base right. camp. Right. And yeah. And, and then she, but then she goes back to Cusack. Yeah. And you, you find out Cusack is really excited because he's actually got work in I believe San Francisco. In San Francisco. But it's like he's like real work, steady work, you know, and and you know and. Basically, he kind of tries to talk her into coming with him because he's like, look, I know you want to see your dad, but he's probably not here. He ran out on you. He ran out on you. You know, like, because his dad ran out on him. Right. It wasn't his dad died. His dad ran out. I no, think. no, I think his dad died. Oh, well, you know what? I Maybe that's what his mom told her. Oh, your your dad went to a nice farm somewhere where he's playing with all the other dads. <laughs> God, you're terrible. <laughs> but anyway, but he thinks her dad's run out, you know. And but and he's actually I will say I, I Cusack does a really good job here of reminding us that he's playing a character much younger than like his yes. driftery because he gets so excited about getting work. Yes. And there's actually like I will say uh, Cusack does a really good job of this charming excitement of someone who probably didn't have the hope he'd ever really get a job. Like he's he's not a drifter because he likes to run the freedom of the rails. He's a drifter because he hasn't found a place right. that, like that he can't he can, find a place that he can home. live. Yeah, you know. So he's so excited and he tries to get her to come with him. And he's and he and he, he tries to tempt her with like what is legitimately and honestly, I as much as I love to make fun of it, this is I think no joke one of the saddest lines I've ever heard because it shows how like their life has been for this time. Because he's excited, he grabs her by the shoulders. He's like, "We'll go in style." We'll take the bus. Yeah. It's and it's just so like, I, I mean, I want to make fun of that line, but like, in all honesty, it's like that guy, like they, the way they've been traveling, the bus is in style. But like the fact that the bus to him is the height of luxury, yeah. you know, as opposed to like a horrible necessity to get somewhere yeah. just shows how. how it's heartbreaking know. a little bit. But so they have this moment Thanks, with, Obama. where she, where she goes with him to the, uh, to the, to the bus depot yeah. and they're standing there and waiting. And right before he gets on the bus, he keeps asking her if she doesn't want to go and she can come on you can come with me and she says no i gotta find my dad first and you know you know you know that's what i have to do first and then they have this beautiful moment where they kiss 
Yeah, and it's, and it's, a, it's, 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 it's 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 fairly awkward, faintly awkward. But but it's supposed to be awkward, and that's what yeah. I and, like I, and I think it. that's why I'm saying that like like there's no real romance between them in like that sense. Like yes. that we were overplaying because no, there's no yet. <laughs> he goes to San Francisco. Yeah, but she writes him a letter, and she can't figure out how to sign it. Okay, she writes him a letter. That doesn't mean they ever really see each other again. They see each other again. Oh my god, are you writing more fan fiction? Yes, I'm a little girl, and I want them to see each other. Is it gonna be slash? No. So anyway, she ends too? up. She finds her way up to the the base camp, yeah. and while she's there, she's sort of hiding out. And it's funny, is the woman who who she ran into in the office runs her in the base camp, yeah. and she's like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, yeah. But she, but they're actually ultimately not very mean to her. No, they give her a play, like a tent to stay in, and then she gets cleaned up. If you look at her, yeah, she starts looking more clean. girlish. Yeah, yeah. She because she's much cleaner. Like I mean, obviously it's makeup again, but like they've done it so like she still doesn't look like she's wearing makeup. She looks like she's not smudged and drawn. She looks a little more well fed. And is this where the wolf? And the wolf ends up leaving around. Yeah, the, the yeah, the wolf hears other howling. Owl. He wants some action. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think she's like kinda like the wolf's like I think he, she kinda realizes the wolf's like, I've gotten you where you need to be. Yeah, I got you as far as you need to go and like you're gonna Mowgli, see you, you need to be with the Oh humans. no, this is what happens. She comes up and she says, Are you Natty Gan? And she says, yes. Oh, that's right. She says, I found this in the dead letters. I think I know where your dad is. And, and she's she been to, there for a little while. Yeah. You know, she's been there right. at least long enough to take a shower and, you know, get yeah. some food. So so she's like, I know where they are. They're going up to D camp and and I'll take And this is where we get the you. last minute tension yes, notched onto minute. it. And at that point, that's when the wolf hears the howl, the howl and he's off. like, "All right, you're gonna be okay, kid." Yeah, again, I'm go. yeah. He hears the call of the wild, and and she's she's now back with the humans, so she's like Mowgli. She's back with yes. the people now, and so, so she wants they to take look. her up to 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 where this apparently this is going on, and, and what is just, and, oh, and, and and we cut to yes. up, Meanwhile, up there, the the foreman boss guy is like, you know, like. They're like, you know, like, are we moving on now? He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be moving up to Alaska for the next, like, they're, they're moving up the next, where the, the next logging field they're going to go to. They basically cleared the area of almost all the lumber that they can use in that area. So they're going up to, like, the new the new field in Alaska is opening up. I guess the weather's gotten warm enough for them to go up there. So they're about to leave. No, but there's but, one. But there's one. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I'm but, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can finish. Okay. It's called a setup. I apologize. <laughs> but there's one more job, and they need, like, I don't know, I can't remember what they call them, lead men or something yeah, like that. But it's know. like, but ultimately, basically, I think they, they're using dynamite to, I guess, loosen, loosen some stumps or something, you know? So they need like four guys who are going to pay like double pay to like do one more job. And like, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to do it, you know? But like some people who are desperate for money and, and uh, I almost said Leland <laughs> and, uh, but um, Ray Wise raises his hand and like, he's part of the group that's going to, you know, going to be dynamiting, you know, and, and this is 1930s dynamite. Yeah. So it's super, like you show it, you see him loading it on the car. He's like, careful, careful, yeah. careful. It's you like know. nitroglycerin. And, well, well, yeah, it's yeah. got nitroglycerin. Yeah. It's like, it's very unstable. You know, it's, you know, it's, it could blow up at any time. That's seen and lost. Yes, I, I was, that, that scene and lost. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you, if you, spoilers, uh, lost has dynamite in it. Um, <laughs> and there's a scene with it. Uh, but um, if, you know, you haven't seen lost yet, <laughs> but still plan to. But, so she's trying to get up to this base. They get her a car and this guy, she's like, and she's up at the top of the tr- of this like pickup truck, yeah. like leaning over, yelling at the driver it's to like, drive. Go more, faster. Go faster and more recklessly. Yeah. And the guy's like, okay. And then like immediately <laughs> like they the have car. a blowout or something and crash the car. So now she has to walk. Yeah. And the guy's like, hey, wait. And she just runs off. So she's running, trying to go up the mountain. Meanwhile, huge explosion because they've been laying the dynamite and it apparently it went either went too soon or they miscalculated and a bunch of people got hurt. Yep. And so they were like, oh, no, we've got to get back down to the base camp, get medical attention for these guys. So they all load on the truck, and basically the truck zooms right by her. Yep. And, and, she, and, and, the- and she, she sees, sees her, dad. her dad. And she's like, dad! 
good. And you see him kind of look and be like, uh, you know, and then look away and the drives away. And she's running as hard as she can. And she's running like through the hills and trying to do shortcuts a la Commando. Yeah. Like, you know, driving that car through the, yep. it's trying to catch up, but it, it ends up being the, driving out of range. Yeah. And she's like there and she's crying she's her trying. eyes out. And she's, she's like, cause she's got no vehicle. She's no, there's no way she's going to get back to that base camp fast enough to, you know, yep. see him, you know, all is lost after this until you hear Natty. She turns around and, and, and it turns out he had heard and jumped off the uh, the truck, and they find each other. They have the tearful hug. And he's he's banged up, but he's yeah he's, he's banged up. He's been he's injured. Okay. He's got like blood on his, his arm, arm, but but he's, he's not okay. he's not the worst injured. There's yeah. a guy who's like really badly injured on like a stretcher, you know, or whatever. And I and they end up being together. Yeah, they, and uh, you know she writes a letter to Harry, and that happens before, but that's okay. oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. This is the end of the movie. This is the end of the movie. You're right. Yeah. There's a freeze frame, and then we see, like, where each character did 20 years later. You know, no, they like, do not. Senator and Mrs. Wolf. Shut <laughs> up. You see the wolf just with his huge family of other wolves. Oh, my God. <laughs> but 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 he gets made fun of for his Midwestern accent because they're in the Pacific Northwest. So, yeah. So, that's the end of the movie, and it's a beautiful, I mean, it's really, it's a beautiful little, little ending. Yeah, okay, I guess, so. And I guess, I, I guess we already know the answer to the question I'm about to ask you. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, we're... Now, we're going to both ask the same question this time since yes. we have both seen this movie, yes. even though I've only seen it once. And again, I thought she was an intrepid girl reporter with a wolf uh, sidekick. You know. But uh, was this movie worth revisiting? 100% yes. I love this movie. I've always loved this movie. I've probably seen this movie 10 times. Yeah. It doesn't ever get old for me. And every time I see it's the it. the movie that made you want to be a girl reporter it kind of, with a wolf. Yes. I wanted a wolf, that's for sure. Well, Always wanted a wolf. I wanted a wolf. I mean, that, that was because of Snake Eyes. So awesome. Because Snake Eyes had a wolf. It's also the movie that I will, I would say to people, people would be like, oh, I love John Cusack. And I'd be like, I know, Journey of Natty Gann. And they're like, what? And I'm like, oh my God. I just like it for Lloyd Dobler. Oh, whatever. This Harry was pre-Lloyd Dobler. Harry the hobo. This was even pre-Lloyd Dobler. Anyway, so yes, what but, about but you? It's, but it's post was Better it? Off Dead, right? I don't think so. I thought Better Off Dead was like 1982. Well, you might be right. I don't then again, I don't know when that gets from. So how would I know? Was it worth revisiting? You know, it was. It was. I mean, it, again, it's 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 got like I, I understand the criticisms that it's it's got like that that saccharineness that Disney gets on things. But to be honest, it also, aside from the saccharineness, it also has like the darkness that people forget Disney also used to. do. Yeah. I don't know that they do it as much anymore. But you know, they used to have that. It's. It's a solid Disney live action. I mean, they're, they're not always that great, you know, but this is, a, you know, like this, this one is very, it's, it's definitely like, it's worth seeing. It's a, yeah. it's good. It's, it's a good story. And like, it's not like, it's not gonna be my favorite movie from that year because it's 1985 and you got Commando and. <laughs> Was it worth watching? I mean, I guess that kind of goes hand no, in yeah, hand. No, yeah, normally we, you know, you, what that, that normally is the, when you ask someone who's never seen it right that's true it so, was yeah. worth watching y'all yeah, was it worth watching yeah yes. I mean, I, I'm not complaining I mean it was wor- it, was it worth podcasting twice about it <laughs> I'm not sure although I'm a little I think, tired I feel that. like this is a little we did a little better this time we did I agree I'm, like last time we were really fighting I'm gonna be really lot. sad if I go check this recording and it isn't working yeah, if it's not working we're get, not doing yeah. this one guess so. what you're gonna get you're gonna get a, a you're gonna get a, a single recording of me on a microphone saying we're not doing this deal yeah and maybe you'll maybe you'll hear you know Maybe maybe then you'll hear the Spider Wolf song, but it'll be sung angrily. Yeah, and at that point, somebody's going to be sending me a mixer because otherwise we may have trouble. Uh, otherwise we, yeah. Him. Otherwise this uh, this entire podcast may be on hold for yeah. a while. So I guess, um, assuming this podcast isn't on hold, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, I guess if you want to contact us or locate us, you know, obviously if you're if you're not already already a subscriber, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, you can uh, find us if you don't haven't found us through that. You can find our website at matchmadeinspace.com. Uh, you can locate us on Twitter at MMIS Podcast. 
wow, that's like the third week, third episode in a row that yes. I've gotten it right. And if you, you know, if you want to hear a little more about, you know, like us and who we are, uh, you can try following Allie on Twitter at at Allie Goodman. It's at A L I underscore Goodman, like go. a good man, or as the French say, bonhomme. <laughs> And if you, would like to, if you would like to follow this guy, yeah. you can follow him at, at Hitler Puncher as one who punches Hitlers. I, I like that you said that the last time, and I'm I'm going to keep it. All right, you can keep it. I'm going to keep going And, with that. Um, you know, and uh, God forbid you want to tell us something more long form. Please do. You know, uh, then by all means. Please uh, do. Well, you know, you can, well, yeah, I guess you can leave a comment at the website, but you can also email Please us. Please do. Go ahead and email us. Allie really wants emails, apparently, at, it's, you know, it's matchmadeinspace at gmail.com and hey you know what rate review us on iTunes so that we get an increased Please. profile assuming we ever do another podcast I mean they'll all be explicit I promise I will throw fucks in as often as I need to just to make sure that it stays oh, explicit Jesus for all of Christ. you Jesus yeah. I mean you want fuck that noise Why? I mean wait, should wait, we wait, cock wait, wait, suck wait, wait, to this guy hold, hold it hold it hold it yeah, Can I, yeah when we have a moment when, may we have a moment when you know? did did we decide that the reason people like this is because it's explicit? Why, I, why, I, like, did you just say, where, where did that premise come from? You know, I think because the fact that we're maybe maybe that's to, the problem is people are like trying to play this in front of their grandparents oh, or their so. little children. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because here's this, a wholesome podcast it, about a Disney movie, Journey of Natty Gan, <laughs> and then you have these horrible freaks swearing and talking about child porn collector Jeffrey the, Jones with a mustache. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. These movies are from our childhood, right? And we swore in our childhood. I, w- I was not allowed to swear in my childhood. Oh, so I, I did swore all the time. like a crazy person when I wasn't around my parents. It, and I still feel a little bit like, I just said shit. So I think that's probably why. Yeah, I, I just swore a lot because I was a hobo riding the rails. You really were. Road. You kind of were. You know, so You're anyway, I anyway, guess, so, uh, uh, I guess we're, uh, we're, we should wrap we're, this sucker up, yeah, huh? so I guess, uh, wrap this cocksucker up. Whoa! Oh, 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 so many bleeps. All right, so um, this is a match made in space. Signing off. Spider Man. Let's go to the mall, because things are here at the mall. I'm a person also at the mall.